1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mom Hour and welcome to part three of our special three-part series about holiday shopping. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah.
0: Hey, Megan. Yes, this has been such a fun series to do. So hopefully you've been following along and we have talked so far about how we create and plan our shopping lists. That was episode one. And then we talked in episode two about buying handmade and small business and maker-made gifts. And if you missed those episodes, you can find them right in your regular Mom Hour feed. And you can really listen in any order for this series.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really matter which ones you listen to first. Well, today's episode is the last one in the series, and it's probably my favorite because the whole point of all this planning and shopping is to then actually be able to give the gifts, right? <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to delve into what happens after all the buying is done or maybe during the process by which the, the buying is done. How do we organize the gifts once we are in the house? How and when do we wrap? And then when do we distribute and open the gifts?
0: Well, I love this topic too. And I, I feel that I need some help with the <laughs> storing and all of that. If you thought I was organized, the- that Oh curtain... no, I thought you
1: were going to give me tips. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so this is going to be fun. Well, we'll get into it right after the break.
1: Sarah, there are just a few weeks left until Christmas. And I think I have time to get all the things done. But you know what I don't have time for this holiday season? <laughs> identity theft. That is not in the plans. Oh
0: my gosh, right? So my parents dealt with this recently, identity theft, and it took a ton of time and hassle to sort it all out. With all the travel and the spending and the shopping outside of our normal routine during the holidays, we are really putting ourselves out there identity-wise. The good news is that if something does happen, our sponsor Privacy Guard is there to help.
1: Yes, Privacy Guard has an award-winning resolution team to help guide you every step of the way in case something does happen. Privacy Guard members get a personal identity resolution specialist to help you through the steps necessary. And that's great because I wouldn't even know where to begin. I think I'd be so overwhelmed and kind of creeped out by the whole thing that I might spin my wheels for a while if I didn't have help. Privacy Guard knows that an expert is key to getting back on track after identity theft. So that's just what they provide to their members.
0: Yeah. So like I said, I watched my parents go through some identity theft stuff earlier this year, and it really was a wake up call. Even if identity theft seems unlikely and, you know, not something high up on your list of things to think about in the next few weeks, it's so great to know Privacy Guard is always prepared and they're just a call away if the worst happens. Head to privacyguard.com to check out their membership plans, including their identity theft resolution benefit, as well as the credit monitoring and digital protection app services you heard us talk about yesterday and the day before. Again, that's privacyguard.com.
1: Okay, Sarah. So as we learned during the series, you tend to buy gifts further ahead than I do. Um, You plan way further ahead than I do. (laughs) You buy more gifts than me and you buy more gifts online than me. And you buy more gifts for out of towners that will need to be shipped than I do too. And you also have younger kids who might be a little more um, like indiscriminately curious about what's (laughs) in all those shopping bags. So we really need to dig into all these logistics. Like, first of all, where do you keep it all? Do you have a special closet? Do you hide stuff? Do you put stuff in different places? Like, what do you do? Um, so
0: this may be where <laughs> uh, you think that I'm more organized than I am. And do the, the
1: wheels come off the bus for you, Sarah? They do a little bit. <laughs> so here's what I will okay. say.
0: In the first episode in this series, we talked about how I am the main gift buyer. I pretty much do it all. I have a very patient spouse who does not mind that the front entryway is filled with boxes the whole time. We have a general rule that for Brian and I, because we're sometimes buying gifts from each other, that you really try only to look at who the box is addressed to. And once you see it's for the other person, you don't even look at the return address. You just like try to ignore it. They will pile up over the course of a couple of days in our front entryway. There's just like, there's not a lot when you open the front door, it's just kind of this like open space, just a little like when you first step in, we just stack them against the wall. Then we move them to the garage. So right now there's a little bit of both of those things. I would say I will go through them every couple of days um, and try to like consolidate some boxes and packaging so that it can be recycled. Cause I really don't want, I don't want to leave all the box unboxing till like the week before Christmas. So I do go through them, but probably not, I don't open everything right when it comes, I'll stash it away. Maybe on the weekend, go through everything, recycle and consolidate the packaging And then I have this cabinet in the garage. It's one of those like, um, industrial kind of like tool shed type cabinets. Mm -hmm. It opens, it's about the size of a refrigerator with two big double doors. Um, the kids know that sometimes there's secret stuff in there. I, I'm not (laughs) very organized of what's in there and sometimes space or if something is like awkwardly shaped or it's bigger, um, I might have to find a different hiding place. But this is not, it's like, I don't have a good inventory system. I have a good planning and buying system. I do not have good inventory management. So it does. Do doesn't, you ever lose anything? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost stuff. I've thrown stuff away. So am, yeah. the way Amazon groups your shipping is sometimes things you ordered, even on two different occasions, come together. And if if it's been something small, I've had it like be at the bottom of one of those padded envelopes and then thrown the envelope away. And I've definitely done that before I've, you know, done the thing where you buy something and forgot you bought it. You made a very mm-hmm. smart comment when it comes to last minute shopping in in the first episode in this series that um, the budget creep is way worse when you start yeah. early. And I'm keenly aware of that. So um, like this year, I really think it's been so great that I'm so far ahead, but I'm really going to have to like cut myself off because it's right. it's fun. <laughs> and like, you just forget what all you've ordered. So right. I would say active management is a phrase I've learned from you actively going in there, going through the boxes you know, making sure things look like what you thought they looked like. I've also had the thing happen where you open something up and something like looks completely different or it is a different size yes. than you thought. So I do try to be going through, but the storing is a problem. It is.
1: Yeah. So okay. How about you? Okay. So it, the way it works here, and it, I think in some ways it's simplified because my house is so small. Um, my bedroom closet is like my one truly hands-off zone for the kids. They know that. They don't go poking around in there. Um, and so most like the vast majority of gifts go into that closet when they're sort of pre-wrapped, like they're in the holding pattern, right? Mm-hmm. I try to group things by kids early on. If, if I get some of those nice big shopping bags that have like nice handles and hold a lot of yeah. stuff, I'll actually hang them on hangers. That's a great and like, idea. So that they're up off the ground because having stuff on the closet floor is death. Um, that is especially stocking stuffers can so easily get lost when they're yeah. on a closet floor with a bunch of shoes around and stuff. Um, so I try to bag things by kid early on. It's not like I don't have the bags labeled. It's pretty obvious. If you open a bag and you see a bunch of stuff in it, you can probably tell cumulatively which kid those things go to. It's kind of when a lot of kids are um similarly aged or interest like mm-hmm. interested in certain things at the same time. It's very easy to start losing track of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um I learned that the hard way when I had a house full of like, you know, eight to like 14 year old boys or whatever ages they all were. It was like, oh, so they're all kind of into like vaguely the same things right now. And I would constantly be forgetting um, which kid gets which of those items. Right. So the spreadsheet I mentioned in the first episode is a great reference tool. So I go back to it and look at it. Um, and mine, again, is really simple, but it does make it less likely I'll screw up which kid gets what. The problem is sometimes those impulse gifts don't make it onto the spreadsheet. Yep.
0: yep that's um, I've been there. So,
1: <laughs> yep. So historically, I have actually used one kind of wrapping paper and we'll get into wrapping in a minute. But historically, I've used one kind of wrapping paper from gifts from mom and dad and then another for gifts or for gifts that are from, you know, like another entity who mm-hmm. might like to give kids mm-hmm. gifts. Yeah. Um. But as they're getting older, we've been de-emphasizing gifts from that other person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So what I'm actually
0: thinking, the benefactor,
1: yes, yes. (laughs) What I'm actually thinking I might start doing is buying a different kind of wrapping paper for each kid. I like that. Because then it'll make it so easy to like eyeball the pile, keep them organized as I put it out of the tree, like all that stuff. I really like that
0: idea a lot.
1: And it feels special for the kid because then you can personalize the paper to them. Yeah. And then when
0: everybody's divvying up on Christmas morning or whenever you open. Yeah. I like this. Okay. Well, this all sounds well and good, but your house is tiny, as you mentioned. Like, does the whole season's worth of stuff fit in there as you're accumulating? Or is there like, (laughs) is there things that happen throughout the season that help your closet?
1: Yeah, no, there's no way. I'm picturing like closet. the closet
0: doors like bursting open, like things <laughs> falling on you. Very- yeah,
1: that could happen. I've, I've had that happen before when I've leaned like the long um, tubes of wrapping paper inside there yes. and like they, they lean too hard. And um, no, I usually do like three to four phases of wrapping. So the closet's usually getting emptied as I go. And then there's room for like the next influx of gifts. So what I know is just getting a little too out of hand in there. And maybe I've just done a bunch of online shopping and I know something's coming in a day or two. That's like a good excuse for me to like pour the glass of wine, put on the Bing Crosby and wrap for an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually do save like a big wrap-a-thon for like the, like for the last minute, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the couple days before Christmas or Christmas Eve. But, but there are small bursts of wrapping happening Mm -hmm. all along. And then once they're wrapped, I just pile them up in the corner of my bedroom until the tree is up. And Usually, depending on like kind of when Thanksgiving falls, that's usually like the second week of December. Yeah, that's so, about when we are too. We're not like, yeah. a,
0: we, we still get a real tree and we don't get it right away. Usually, it's usually like yeah. the second week. Yeah.
1: So what about you? Like how, first of all, when do you <sighs> wrap? And then especially when it comes to the gifts that aren't for your immediate family, how do those not get lost? And and all, Like, I don't know. I thought you would have all the answers, but now it sounds like maybe you don't. Well, you I
0: have answers of how it works in our family. And so, okay. okay so a couple of things. Um, I think in the first episode in this series, I did mention that I'm, I'm pretty organized about prioritizing the gifts that need to ship. And it's one box that goes to the East coast and we're not buying a ton. Like we're not, it's one little thing for about four or five family members on that side and the box ships off. So uh, that is almost its own animal. I do wrap and I package those and I always save an Amazon box. And I think I talked about my feeling of glee once that's out the door. So that feels like a more micro experience of being on top of it and wrapping and getting it out the door. Cause it has to ship everything else. Brian is the resident uh, gift wrapper in our family. He's very, very good at it. He grew up in a family where um, quantity at Christmas was like a big deal and they didn't have a lot of money, but they just, separated everything out that could possibly be wrapped separately. Like they'd get clothes that they need like regular school clothes, but they would wrap socks separately and a shirt and jeans and a hat. And so it was all about the pile. Right. And he had cousins and this was like the excitement and he was like the elf. He was the wrapping. His mom would like not shut him in the room, but like basically be like, go and wrap all these boxes. Don't peek at anything. So he is a really, really good gift wrapper. And that's kind of the running joke is I do all the planning and and make sure it's all there and Brian wraps it all. But here's what I will say this year. I really feel like I want to do what you do and I want to enjoy wrapping. I want to pour the glass of wine. I have never been able to enjoy wrapping because it feels last minute or I feel like I don't have the space or the right tools. Um, and so Other than the box that ships out, we really have not ever been very good about wrapping earlier in the season. The last few years, also, we go up to Santa Barbara to my parents. So at some point, the presents are going to go in the car. So it doesn't really make sense to put them under the tree. I don't know. I don't feel like we're super ahead of things with the wrapping, but I would like to be this year and I can really see some of the benefits to getting them out of my secret closet and out somewhere else. So.
1: Yeah, well, one thing I will also say is with the um, with gifts that aren't for my kids, I if there's any way to have them gift wrapped at the place I buy them, I do. Okay. Um, yeah. Because first of all, they do a beautiful job. So a lot of the little stores downtown here will wrap your gifts for you, or you know, you, there's those services where you can take all your stuff mm-hmm. and for like a charity or something, you can pay a little and have them all wrapped. And I find that for like the gifts that I'm not going to be putting under my particular tree, I just prefer to do that if if it's at all possible. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah. And then that way, but that doesn't really solve your problem of then still having them hanging around, I guess. Well, I could put
0: (laughs) them under, I could put them under the tree. I guess it feels, uh, my kids are, they're not so little. And those of you, many of you out there have crawling babies and toddlers and that would be a whole thing. Mine are, they're getting older, but I still kind of feel like they'd be poking around at stuff and I'd, I'd still want stuff to be hidden, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's more that like needing to lay eyes. Remember how we talked about like needing to lay eyes on it all. Like I think there's something about wrapping it that feels like I'm going to lose track of what it is. Cause once it's wrapped, you put to so-and-so love mom, but then are you going to remember what that is? I'm afraid I won't. No, I
1: totally agree. (laughs) So that's why like, even though I'm talking about doing things in bursts, I will say the majority of the kids stuff still doesn't get wrapped into like Two days before. Okay. Two, so you're three days you're before. knocking
0: out the other stuff. That makes yeah, sense. I'm to knocking out
1: other stuff. Um be, and, and that's the stuff that then I can that I'm a little more flexible about who wraps it, what kind of paper it's wrapped in, blah, blah, blah. Right. Because just because same thing. Like I want to at some point, whether it's the night before Christmas and that's when I finish my wrapping, or it's the week before, and that's when I finish my wrapping. I want to literally see piles of everything so that I understand the big picture. Right. Um, And sometimes one or two of those items has already been wrapped and I just kind of have to fake it. But like, for the most part, I really like to eyeball it. And that's where I, that's why i like really like to wrap. I don't, I'm not a great present wrapper. I'm fine at it. I find it kind of fun to do, but really it helps me know that I did it right. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) If I see everything as I'm wrapping it, if I handed that off to someone else, I think I'd be anxious.
0: It's like how you like to lay your hands on all of their clothing as you hold yes. the clothes. It is. Yes, it's, like exactly. a, it's like a mental checklist almost.
1: Exactly. So this is just one of those things where when that does happen and you realize at the last minute that you have like too many gifts for one kid. And by that, I don't mean like one. We're not super equal about numbers here, but yeah. sometimes it's noticeable. Yeah. Like one kid has two gifts and one has seven or something. Yeah. Do you have you ever swapped? like given something at the last minute to a different kid than you bought it for, or do any last minute adjusting if you change your mind. Yeah. Like I do that kind of a lot, actually. Well,
0: yeah. And with your four boys in a row, there's maybe a little bit more opportunity to do that than my girl boy girl with very different interests. But I I in thinking about this, I realized that there's a couple of ways I do it. One is um as we get closer, Brian and I will kind of go back to the spreadsheet and look and see how many things each kid has. And then we will do a lot of this is for all three of you things that might have been for one of them or kind of like, we know one of them is really going to use it or enjoy it the most, but it makes a good, like this is to all of you from mom and dad. And then that removes it from any one kid's pile. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did that. I think last year with like a 3d pen or something, it was going to be for Allegra. She'd asked for it and we decided like, they're all going to want to play with it. And of course it broke within like a month and whatever. So we made it for all of them. So I will do that. I'll kind of reallocate. Um, to make it for everybody, which kind of helps the pile size issue. And then Violet has a January birthday. So I have definitely like looked at piles before and decided to hold something back for her birthday. I can't think of a case where I've switched a gift from one kid to another just because of the nature of my kids. But I've definitely done that thing where a group gift becomes an individual or an individual becomes a group or Violets get held back for her January birthday if it's if she's the one with with the excess.
1: So, yeah, that totally reminds me that the reallocating one gift for everyone. We I feel like we've done that every year in yeah, some way or I think another, we do too. Um, but one year when Jake and Isaac were really little and I think they were like two and four, or three and five, like little, um, little enough that they would both be like doing ride on toys still. Mm-hmm. So probably more like two and four. I remember that we went and got them. Oh, wait, no, it was Owen and Will because we were living in Chicago at the time. OK, we went and got them. um several things from target. And one of them was like a little tykes, the, the little coop, the red, the cozy coop. One of them was a motorcycle. And I don't remember what the third thing was. It was some kind of electronic toy. And the way it was working out, one kid was supposed to get the little coop and the little, the cozy Mm coop, sorry. And one kid was supposed to get the little motorcycle and the other thing. Well, when we took it all out and started putting it together, the, the electronic thing, whatever, I think it was some kind of musical instrument was broken. Oh, geez. So then we're like, okay, okay, that's fine. We'll like take some toys out of this pile because the motorcycle just wasn't as cool as the um as the Cozy Coop. We're like, okay, so the kid who was going to get that will get something else yeah. out of the Cozy Coop kid's pile. And then we opened the box for the motorcycle and there were no wheels. Oh, you're kidding. And at this point, it's like Christmas Eve. The stores are closed oh and we're nowhere near Target. So we're not going back out. So then I'm like, well, what do we do? So then we had to take all the whole pile and like reallocate everything. Like then nothing yes. made sense. It all goes and the, to the middle.
0: It's like a draft.
1: <laughs> <Yes. Exactly. laughs> it was, it was truly like we threw everything back in the pile and we're like, I think we actually unwrapped everything. And we're like, okay, so we start from scratch and we had to like reallocate all the toys. And then the boys got the cozy coop as a joint gift. Perfect. And it was fine. They and were both big enough to fit in it or little enough to fit together. Um, they both rode it like crazy for years yep. and like everything else split up just fine. So like just putting that out there that if you have a little disaster like that before you completely panic and freak out and start crying um your toddler will probably be just fine or your preschooler like they're gonna be so excited about whatever you give them and at you know and worst case scenario you can probably find a walgreens that's open christmas eve to run out and like (laughs) fill out the toy fill out the um the inventory if you have to
0: having this visceral memory of that Oh, the pressure when your kids are little and yes. like the crying. So I, my crying story, I cried one morning. I sent on Christmas morning, sent someone to Walgreens for batteries. Cause I thought these lightsabers took batteries and they weren't working or something. And then they got back and they weren't light up. They were lightsabers that they, didn't light up. They were just the kind so of like, not a, only yeah. had I like yelled at my dad and my husband to go get batteries, but then I had also bought lightsabers that didn't light up. It was just like, and then when you look back and you're like, Oh honey, like, i know they're fine the kids are fine i think that was two and four what about what is it about two and
1: four year olds two and four is well because they both because they both seem to have like to get it you know what i mean like that age neither one of them is such a baby that they're totally starting to feel legit (laughs) yes and i remember at that age um being really stressed christmas eve thinking that what if they don't go to bed what if they pretend to go to sleep and Mm -hmm. then they get back up and they come down right the worst possible minute or like what if something just goes wrong at night and we can't get it all done? Yeah. And what I've learned since is that you send them back to bed and finish up when you can. Like, some, I was exhausted lots of the time oh, back yeah. then, and sometimes I wasn't going to stay up until even nine thirty or ten yeah. to complete the magic, right? right? But like, I could still like I had the option of telling them they like couldn't come wreck the tree before yes. I was up, or like I could say, nope, we're not ready yet. Go back to your room. Like yeah. that was, and just knowing I could do that, it hardly ever like. I hardly ever actually had yeah. to, but it took a lot of that pressure off.
0: And just to know if you're out there in this phase, the putting together an assembly really levels off and drops off after a yes. few years. Like I yes, kind of it even really does. But oh, man, are there a few years where you are screwdrivers out and cursing and
1: and trying to figure crying, out how to wrap that really awkward and, gift. Oh, you just throw a blanket gosh. over the top of it. Yeah, uh, we did that, too. <laughs> all right. Um, where so were Sarah's- we? <laughs> Speaking of holiday magic and all that, do you do you feel any kind of way about kids peeking at their gifts before Christmas morning? Um, I kind of don't in a way like I definitely snooped a few times when I was a kid Um, And I will just say, um, without saying too much, that I learned some important lessons Mm. from that. Like, if I don't want to know something, I probably shouldn't go poking around to find out, you know? Yes. Um, I think I was old enough to learn that lesson. Maybe it would have been different if I was really little and my mom really wanted to preserve that magic. I think I was at the age where, like, I was going to figure stuff out on my own anyway. Um, But I also know that not everyone likes surprises that much. And I really love surprises, but, like, I don't really care if someone like the joy of the giving the gift to me isn't necessarily diminished by someone else knowing ahead of time what they got. Um, but then again, like I, I like spoilers, right? So I don't know, like I like to be personally surprised when I open a gift, but I don't feel super duper strongly about the kids shaking and poking and maybe doing that thing where they like lift up one little corner. Yes. 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 Okay. Well, Um,
0: I have a few thoughts. First of all, my story about discovering something. I was on the really young end. And what I remember about it is how disappointed my mom was. And I remember feeling like I was in trouble. And of course she wasn't mad at me. She just was, it was early in the season. So the thing was not wrapped yet. And I was very, I think I was probably four because it was before we moved from Oregon. And so her reaction seemed like, almost bigger than, cause I think it was something that she'd had to like, really remember in those days they had to like really find the. I think it was a Care Bear. So it was like something really popular that yep. she'd had to go to a store. And so if that surprise was ruined and was meant to be more of like, a like the source was meant to be more magical then that, like she had to rejigger her, um, giving. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like how, and to me, I, I just, I don't remember much about it. So, yeah. um, so that was kind of my story. I didn't discover anything else later on. And I I think I like to be surprised. I I don't go out of my way to try to discover things. And I don't think I did as a kid either. My kids will, if the stuff is under the tree, they want to get as close as possible to discovering what it is without, I think they want to be surprised, but they're always, let me read the tag. Let me, I want to see what that is. Who's that one for? Like, oh, this one's heavy. And so if you use um, inexpensive wrapping paper, that stuff can like bust open. You have to use like the good stuff because we've had stuff sent from other family members where it's already been like in a box and shipped and it's kind of starting to tear. And then they're like, I didn't mean to look. So I feel like it just, it's not that they're trying to find it out. It's just that it's so tempting and it's right there. And I think that goes back to why I've never, I've never wrapped a whole bunch ahead of time and put it out because I feel like it's just opening up that whole can of worms. Um, But like you, I like to be surprised personally, but I'm not, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Brian and I try to surprise each other, but by the end of the season with our gifts to each other, it ends up being like, Oh no, don't look in there. And like, we end up kind of knowing half of it and that's okay. I think there's so much magic on the day that if two out of 27 or six out of 18 surprises are slightly ruined, like it almost, it's fine.
1: It's going to be fun. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And always, there are those like awkwardly shaped packages. Like I'm thinking of the ones where it's like sharp cardboard edges, but then like a squishier, yes. oh, like yeah. plasticky middle that it's so easy if the paper is kind yes. of cheap. Just a finger just pressing it, yes. like will rip through it and then the whole all is revealed. <laughs> like isn't it it, there's so, no going back. Isn't it so <laughs> yeah.
0: interesting that that's the same kind of gift that's impossible to get out of the packaging once yes. you open. So it's like wow, the wrapping paper amazing. won't stay on, but the plastic packaging won't come off like doubly, right. doubly frustrating.
1: It is doubly frustrating. That's so funny. Yes, that's very frustrating. And, you know, books, entire books could be written and podcasts recorded <laughs> about the ridiculousness of packaging. I guess all I could say is if this is your first Christmas um, with a kid who's going to be getting for real toys out of those kinds of packages, have a sharp pair of scissors yes. nearby. Mm-hmm. There will be more plastic and more like impenetrable plastic tags and yes. things than you could ever imagine. Yes. Um, So what does actually unwrapping look like at your house?
0: Okay. Um, Well, I know we're keeping this relatively short. So the high level is typically one thing on Christmas Eve of our choosing used to be pajamas, but sometimes there have been other themed Christmas Eve and that's of parental choosing. Um, Kids coming downstairs or out from bedrooms and a certain amount of like things are out that were not there the night before. So that's exciting and magical in its own right. Um, And so... Then it looks like youngest to oldest, one gift at a time, including whatever like extended family adults are there. We've never had Christmas mornings where there's like 30 people in the room. Like we don't have a family that size. We've had a few that are just us or just us and my parents and siblings, or now there are starting to be, you know, a couple more nieces in the mix, but youngest to oldest, one gift at a time. Nobody gets so much that that takes very long. Oh, and stockings Mm. first, stockings and anything that, um, was just sitting there unwrapped, which sometimes there has how ha, that's happened, a pair of rollerblades or something that's like just magically appeared. Um so that's a little bit of a free for all. And then with the wrapped gifts, it's youngest to oldest, one gift at a time, everyone watches and we go through the adults as well. But what tends to happen is the older generations run out of gifts sooner and pretty soon it becomes about the kids. And in my family, that's generally able to be done in one sitting. It's not like an Epic In Brian's family because a bigger family and way more quantity um, Mm -hmm. that has been like an all day thing where you take breaks and like (laughs) have like brunch and all that. But in my family, it's not, it's like, you know, I don't know, an hour or, That's like, how I feel yeah. Like I and and like, sometimes there's a few that like are set aside. Like, for example, if we're open, if there's a bunch of in-law presents, but we're with my family, we might set those aside and open them later in the day when we can FaceTime and say thank you. So there's a little bit of like, let's set this aside, but in general, it's just the take eternity youngest to oldest. How about you?
1: OK, so we also do one gift um, on Christmas Eve, which is typically pajamas for everybody. And then one family gift, which could be like a board game or movie, oh, I like or snacks, stuff like that, like something we could do together. Um, then we do all the rest Christmas morning and we have the stockings. And so I used to have like I have the stockings are generally hanging on these little like hooky things mm-hmm. around the living room. Those do not hold up very well when they're full. No,
0: so I, always, I learned that yeah. the hard way. <laughs> yeah, our stockings are magically on the ground once they're so full. ours
1: magically wind up on the sofa. I don't okay. know how it happens. They're arranged like you know in this nice way, oldest kid to youngest. Aww. And every year it makes me crazy because everyone decides like in real time which stocking they want to use this year, and then oh. I'm always like, no. Last year it was different, and then <laughs> they will argue about it, and I have to go get the pictures out and show them. Because for me, it's like, what if the wrong stockings get filled with the wrong right? stuff? Like, oh, I can't be a- held responsible if you guys want to swap.
0: This is a so, terrible thing.
1: Yes. Jacob's is always the same because he's had it the longest. And Clara's is always the same. I just know hers. Okay. It looks like mine, but like the colors are opposite of each other. Um, like the reversed. Uh-huh. But like the the three in the middle, like every year they just have some new idea about how this should go down. And I'm like, no, That's I'm hilarious. not having it. So, usually I'm getting like tea and stuff like that while stockings are being dug into. I have a stocking, but I usually finally tell the kids, like, who are chomping at the bit, go ahead, yeah. tackle your stockings while I get my tea. And then after that's been kind of done, we start opening. And we've done it different, all different ways. Like, we've had one kid play Santa and hand out a gift at a time, and we all watch that one person open. I like doing that because it's just us, it's just the five kids, John and I, um, is typically how it's been. So, we don't. Like, have that many Mm -hmm. to go through. And so that works. Um, It does take a little longer. Sometimes Santa, whoever's playing Santa, hands out one gift to everyone and then everyone at once opens that gift at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. It does move a little faster. It also makes it a little bit less obvious when one person's pile is shorter than the rest. Mm -hmm. One thing I've noticed is that um, I tend to watch the other kids open their gifts and I get behind. So I'm always the last person opening and it makes it seem like I have. And John and I still buy each other gifts and we actually get each other really nice gifts. Like, that's the only person buying me gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna take it, right? Like I don't have because I don't do gifts with my siblings and stuff like that, like I just know that's who's gonna be getting me good stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I don't wanna change that at all. But like sometimes I I'm, I'm feeling a little sheepish because everyone else is done with their stuff and mom still has four things or five things to buy or to open. Um, but that's okay. I don't mind being the no, center of that's attention. That's happened to me
0: before too, and I don't get I think it's because I don't get I don't for very expensive things. So I tend yes. to get like a candle here, or close cozy yes. pair of socks. And so then Brian or or my parents or whatever, I have definitely been the last one standing, which is kind of embarrassing because I'm like, guys, it's not about me. But it, right. it has to do with like a lot of times with the dudes, someone's getting like a major electronic thing or so yes. they're getting like one thing and I might be getting four or five. Yes. And so then as of the adults, I'm, I'm definitely usually the last one standing. And sometimes I'll yeah. have something in there from my in-laws or like from some other source. Right. <laughs> that, (laughs) That is really funny. Um, So then how does that work with extended family for you? Like, are the kids, are there grandparent gifts that are in the mix or is this a very nuclear thing? And same with you.
1: Typically the kids. So John's family does like a family Christmas before Christmas. And my family does our family holiday gathering where there's not really gifts, but sometimes like there's a group gift or whatever. That happens after Christmas. Mm -hmm. So the only gifts we might wind up with that aren't from our nuclear family would be like if a random associate, I'm just trying to think who that would even be like aunt or somebody sent us something. It's pretty rare. The siblings, we have gone all done all different kinds of things um, for siblings, getting each other gifts and getting me gifts. Like sometimes I'll take all the kids to the dollar store and just let them go crazy and buy, you know, they buy each other a whole bunch of junk, but the dollar store is actually really fun. It's like a fun way to find really random stuff and they can each get each other a gift, which Mm -hmm. means 25 more gifts Mm -hmm. (laughs) other mm-hmm. than Oh my gosh
0: yeah. um
1: and then sometimes it's just like one they each shop for one I used to split them up when they were little by so I would have the oldest and the middle shop for the okay so let me back this up I'd have number four kid at, at the time Claire wasn't around so it was okay. the four boys I'd have number four kid and number two kid shop for number three kid and number one kid okay if yeah. that makes sense yeah um and then Clara, or this was when she was a baby, so she would just get what she got, right? So, like, I've done it all different ways, and I'm never afraid to change that up depending on, like, what the ages are and, like, what everyone's into or what the budget is. Um, whether the kids have their own money, like, yeah, all those things I'm change feeling, year I'm to year. I'm feeling
0: a change this year, too. For yeah. We've had a few good years of um, doing one-on-one dates where each kid gets um, one of us to take them out shopping and they get to buy for their siblings. And sometimes yep. it's as simple as Walgreens and then we'll take them for hot chocolate themselves. So right. it works both as a little date and then also giving them the experience of shopping for each other. We've done that for a few years now and it has checked all the boxes of teaching them to shop for someone else. And that's really, that's right. hard when you're six, seven, eight years old and you want everything for yourself and and right. teaching them to think of what what would my sisters like. Now, I feel like we're, we're reaching the point where they've kind of learned that Allegra now should have her own money because she started getting an allowance this year. So I'm not going to fund that. She has plenty of money. Like she's um, <laughs> like her allowance is too much of like, so she will need to spend on her own. The budget we were giving them was low. So I felt like they were trading garbage with each other kind of. So even though it was meant like meaning like they were each getting them each other something cheap and it was meant for the exercise of shopping. And I think we've kind of done that. Does that make sense? Right. So yeah. I'm just not sure. And same with buying for the parents. So Brian might take them and buy, have them um, buy something for me. And a very sweet idea. I'm just not sure I need one gift from each of them. Maybe it could yeah. be a group thing. So it's been great. We've had a great few years. I just feel like this year might be an opportunity to do it a little different. And I'm not sure what that'll look like yet.
1: I think at this your kids' ages, it's a great time to start shifting away from like, what do I have to teach my kids during the holiday <laughs> at the, you know what I mean? Yeah. To like, how can I make this really fun for everybody? Yeah. And so it's kind of funny. Like last year we did the, the um, dollar store mm-hmm. and we were all in the dollar store at the same time, which even oh, made it funnier really because fun. we all had to kind of avoid each other. That's and like, really then cute. everyone went up in groups to like, and some kid like Clara really wanted input from some of the brothers on the other brothers. So like they had this whole thing worked out and I just kind of stood back and watched it happen but they, a lot of them um, got each other joke gifts. Clara got almost, almost exclusively. So like she got Jacob, like a big thing of Thomas, the tank engine um, mouthwash. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, and like, I think William got like a huge thing of dish soap, which I'm now using because a really long time went by and nobody was using the dish soap. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to use this up. And we've got this huge thing of Thomas um, mouthwash. But I I think you can kind of just start having a little fun with it now, you know, because they have the skills, like you said. And yeah, so- so, yeah, so that's like the sibling stuff, which I guess what you were really asking is as family and friends. And because we don't do gifts for because I don't every year do gifts for family, extended family or friends, it's really circumstantial. Like um, Jenna and Missy and I usually try to get together at least once over the holidays. We'll go out to dinner. And so had I gotten them both gifts, I'd give them to them then. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, like say I decided my sister is going to get a gift this year and sometimes she does and sometimes she doesn't. I'm going to like discreetly give it to her at some other yeah. time yes. than when there's 25 people around. And so that literally changes every single year. And that's kind of some of the fun for it for me because I like I like when some things are exactly the same every single year but there's like a little splash of novelty. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. I think that's so good and that's a great place to wrap up. I was just thinking of any listeners who are newer to our show, um I will link up all of our holiday content because one theme that always emerges is we love traditions and we love finding those things that were fun last year and recreating them, but we also are both big believers that things can evolve and change. So if like your family sat around and watched each person individually open gifts for years, and now there's like 14 cousins and it doesn't work like you, you can change, you can evolve. So we have a whole bunch of, I think, good, good, um, encouraging podcast episodes on that type of topic that I can. Yeah. it's definitely
1: been, been a drum we're beating for yes. a while now, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Like the little drummer boy. Yeah. See what I did there? I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And thanks again to our sponsor, Privacy Guard. To learn more about Privacy Guard and their award-winning resolution team for identity theft, visit privacyguard.com.
0: Yes, thanks so much to Privacy Guard. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We loved doing both of our special holiday series this year and would love to know what you thought, too. Remember, you can always reach out with comments or just to say happy holidays at hello at momhour.com.